Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. For the next while, we will be speaking about cryptocurrency, namely Bitcoin. Now, in studio, we are joined by Ray Yusuf, CEO and co-founder of Paxful, which is one of the world's largest peer-to-peer marketplaces. Paxful gives people a simple, fair and secure marketplace for trading Bitcoins with over 300 payment methods accepted on the platform. Paxful is one of the most accessible and user-friendly Bitcoin marketplaces online. Now, aside from making cryptocurrencies accessible, they also launched the Built with Bitcoin charitable initiative, which aims to show the humanitarian capability of Bitcoin. Ray is also a New York City native and has been a serial entrepreneur since 2001. Ray, assalamu and welcome to Cape Town and to the airwaves of Voice of the Cape. Walaikum salam, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thanks so much for having me. Ray, you've traveled to Cape Town and to South Africa many times. What is your impression of the community here? I'm impressed, always impressed, and more and more impressed every single time I come here. There are some amazing entrepreneurs here. The tech scene is thriving. Um, I've met some absolutely uh, brilliant people that are so excited to to really introduce cryptocurrency to Africa in a way that is healthy and sustainable, as in, in a way that is not based on speculation, that is not mired in riba. So let's see what we can do together. Now, I want to get stuck into the topic of cryptocurrencies, uh, Bitcoin specifically. Specifically, uh, there are a lot of misconceptions around what cryptocurrency really is, blockchain, etc. Whenever these terms are explained, it gets quite technical and confusing as well. So, how would you define what cryptocurrency really is, particularly uh, Bitcoin? So it's good to get the, the technical explanation out first. Maybe uh, all Bitcoin it really is is just a spreadsheet. A spreadsheet on every computer in the world that no one person can go in and change. Why is that cool? That's cool because your bank account is basically also a spreadsheet. However, a central banker can go in there and he can change his balance up to a trillion dollars and hit the enter button and it's done. And now there's a trillion dollars in the economy and they can give that money to themselves and their friends and use it to fund countless wars. That is not possible in Bitcoin. You cannot create, you know, the most monstrous form of riba by pressing the enter button, right? So in that sense, Bitcoin is honest money. And every human being in the world, particularly Christians and Muslims, should be very interested in that concept for that reason. Now, you look at Bitcoin outside of the technical aspect, it's really a social movement of people that are getting together, mostly libertarians, right? That want an honest money system. They know that with an honest money system, the default state is abundance and prosperity for humanity. Is Bitcoin easily generated or is there a cap or a limit to how much Bitcoin can be held in the system? The, the amount of Bitcoin that can be created is limited. There's only like every 10 minutes, only a certain amount of Bitcoin can be created. To create one Bitcoin, an immense amount of computing power is required and the electricity to go with it and whatever you know, goes into that. So the Bitcoin is actually backed up by work. It's not a debt-based system. It's backed by work, which makes it honest money. It truly makes it possibly the only form of halal money in the world besides gold. Right? Because an immense amount of work goes into creating a gold coin, right? And also an immense amount of work goes into creating a Bitcoin, except it's, it's computing work, it's electricity that does it. Now speaking about the halal aspect, when we look at gold, uh, it is something traded which has a certain value. Does Bitcoin also have an intrinsic value? The intrinsic value in Bitcoin is in its work. It, you know, was work 
done to create this Bitcoin or did someone just create it on a whim? Work is done to create Bitcoin. The Bitcoin network is equivalent to the world's top 500 supercomputers combined. And that was like three years ago, so it's probably equivalent to all the world's supercomputers combined or much greater than that. So that's an immense, immense amount of potential work and power. Every 10 minutes, I think 7.5 Bitcoin are created. Uh, don't quote me on that. There was a having, But to create those seven Bitcoin every 10 minutes, immense amount of work is created. It can't just happen by the press of a finger. When Bitcoin came onto the scene some years ago, it struggled to take off initially. And then it caught on and there was a stage when Bitcoin holders were all of a sudden becoming millionaires. And now we've seen a saturation where the value isn't skyrocketing uh, anymore. And we also see other cryptocurrencies coming onto the market. Uh, and now everyone is trying to get a piece of the pie. So is Bitcoin still relevant in the market? Uh, is it still a competitive currency? Absolutely, but you know, the things have shifted, right? So instead of being something that you could buy, hold, and wait and getting rich, you know, now it's something that you must use to create value. You can start your own business, financial services business with Bitcoin. So I would caution all people out there, especially the Muslims out there, to avoid any of these new coins. There's no, you know, get out of that get rich quick mentality. That is, you know, one of the uh, dangers of riba, right? And that's why people create these coins, because they're hoping to get rich quick as well. Bitcoin has changed. Now it's about using it as a means of exchange, using it to use, use your money around the world. And I'll give you some examples later or right now if you'd like uh, before you get to those examples um, we see maybe not nationally but definitely internationally some online stores and physical businesses are accepting Bitcoin as a form of payment is it becoming a replacement for the debit card uh, Bitcoin will not replace uh, Visa and MasterCard as a debit system. People are not going to be buying their coffee with Bitcoin like all those Bitcoin people thought in the beginning. That's a pipe dream that's not going to happen. It might happen 20 years from now, but I would bet against it. Bitcoin is useful for something far greater. Bitcoin allows us to take any form of money in the world and turn it into any other form of money in the world. It essentially acts as a clearing layer to help us access information, just like the TCP IP HTTP protocol helps us access this information on a web browser. Bitcoin is best served when it's invisible. So a platform like that we build, Paxful, is an escrow for digital assets. And what it allows people to do is it allows a poor African who may not have a bank account to go and buy a gift card with cash, put it into our system. He can get Bitcoin. Then he can actually take that Bitcoin. He can sell it to someone in China and say, hey, you want to pay me back for this Bitcoin? Please pay this bill for me. And then he can order goods and services from China cheaply or he can send money back home to his mother in Zambia or Nigeria by selling Bitcoin to someone over there and they'll do a bank transfer from their bank local bank account in Zambia to his mother's local bank account in Zambia so it can be used for remittance it can be used for payments it can be used for wealth preservation and e-commerce as a means of exchange that's super valuable especially in places where the banking network is not developed or even here in Africa with the banking in South Africa where the banking network is very very expensive it gives every human being in the world access to every single financial network in the world. Think of it as a uh, hawala on steroids. <laughs> now, we all know 2008 was a trying time for global economies with the economic downturn in the market. When we look at tough economic times, does Bitcoin insulate or offer some security for the ordinary man in the street uh, who has invested? 
Uh, I wouldn't really say so. Bitcoin people were, will kill me for saying this, but if you're looking for a safe haven for your wealth, I, I, I don't know. Bitcoin is very risky. I keep most of my personal wealth in Bitcoin just because that's who I am, but that's not investment advice. You know, you know I, I really am not qualified to give any investment advice about that. However, I can say that you can use Bitcoin right now to start your own business or to access the money that you have in a way that's easier. I'll give you an example from my personal life. I don't have a PayPal account. I had to pay two PayPal bills last week. What did I do? I went out to Paxful and I sold some Bitcoin to a guy and I told him, hey, pay these PayPal bills for me. He's like, okay, he paid it. He paid it first because he knew the Bitcoin was in escrow as guaranteed by Paxful. And that's it. Super easy. Another example. I've been living in Europe for the past five years and I don't have a European bank account. My American bank account won't let me wire money out anywhere unless I'm physically in the branch in New York City. Can you believe that? So what do I do? If I want to pay my lawyer in Hamburg or my tailor in Estonia or my chiropractor in Finland, again, I find someone on Paxful, I sell them some Bitcoin and they will do a local transfer in euros from their European bank account to my lawyer, tailor, whatever, and it'll happen instantly. And I won't pay any 10% fee like Western Union or $55 to the bank. In fact, I might even save money. I might even get a bonus because people, based on the arbitrage of Bitcoin, you could actually, people will pay you to get it. Now, with Bitcoin linking consumers with businesses and services globally, in your opinion, could you see Hujaj maybe traveling for Hajj in 10 years' time and using Bitcoin to purchase services? Huh. That would be an amazing thing, but I don't know. If you can't even use it in a Starbucks, I mean, using it in a hot, I mean, that would be great. I'd love to you know, put in a QR code and pay for something, make a donation with Bitcoin. That'd be awesome. Yeah, go shopping at Gundawood. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. We'll see. Now, let's talk Paxful, of which you are the CEO and co-founder. We understand that it is, that it is a peer-to-peer -peer platform. Tell us more about it. So it all started when I met my co-founder. I met him in New York City at our first uh, Bitcoin meetup. It was at the Bitcoin Center in New York. And uh, we got along and we started something and it didn't work. And uh, me and him actually ended up homeless on the streets of New York. Because I've, I've had about 11 failures in a row before Paxful. You know, it was a very rough time for me. But uh, it was great because it, uh, it forced me to really ask for help, to truly you know, submit my will and ask for help. And I got it. Um, you know, Allah delivered. <laughs> he delivered big time. <laughs> really, I mean, in a way I can't imagine. So now we're over 200 people, four offices around the world, and um, we have about 3 million users. And it's just starting. You know, even people in cryptocurrency don't even know what peer-to-peer -peer finance is, but we're starting to teach them. And it's really the peoples of Africa that have taught us what Bitcoin is actually good for. So the peoples of Africa should be tremendously proud of that. You know, while all the Bitcoin Bitcoin cryptocurrency eggheads are there ruminating and trying to figure stuff out, solve problems that don't exist. It's the people of Africa that have taught us what cryptocurrency, what, what its killer app actually is. And its killer app is peer-to-peer -peer finance. What we've essentially built is Uber for money, right? You can get, I can call Uber right now and they'll deliver my physical body anywhere in their car. I can get on Paxful right now and there's going to be a way for you know, me to take any form of money that I have, whether it's cash, as rand, rand in my bank account, PayPal, whatever online wallet, MTN mobile I have, turn that into Bitcoin and then turn that Bitcoin into anything else 
anywhere in the world. So you can see it acts like a Uber for money and like a Wall Street for the people. It's essentially a global financial passport for any human being on the planet. Because not only can it store your money as Bitcoin, it can turn anything into Bitcoin and Bitcoin into anything else anywhere in the world. And that means if you can get some money into Paxful, you have access to every financial network on the planet, over 350 of them. I'm actually thinking of a use for that uh, right now. Let's say someone is traveling overseas and they end up losing their cash and their bank cards. They might be able to use the Paxful platform to gain access to money in, in an emergency. Absolutely. It all depends on the Bitcoin network. And that by the network, I don't mean the technical network, which works very well. I mean the human network. You know, there has to be people all over the world that are willing to uh, to sell you Bitcoin, right? Or, you know, take your Bitcoin, buy it, and give you cash. Like, for example, when I got here to South Africa, to Cape Town, I had no rand, right? So what I do, I got on Paxful. I found a guy that delivered cash to my hotel room, and he just, I gave him Bitcoin for it. So it was like a mobile ATM, right? And that's, for me, that's awesome. I paid him 10% over market price for the Bitcoin for that. But for me, it was a great deal. You know, I actually like the idea of holding the payment in escrow. I mean, until both parties are satisfied and then the funds are released, which makes it much safer. Yes, and that's the beauty of escrow is that it, it builds trust. It guarantees trust because the other party knows the money is actually there. So one side can go first. And that's the problem with all transactions. If there's no escrow, like who goes first? Who's going to send the money first, right? No one wants to be the guy that's going to send first. Yeah. And Nigeria is one of our biggest markets. It is our second biggest market, yeah. actually. So it's taught us a lot. I mean, most Nigerian people are very honest. It's yeah. just there's, you know, an issue over there with corruption, right? So, but we, it, that has taught us how to strengthen our system against mm -hmm. that. And that's why we're the most vibrant and powerful platform because we go where no one else dares go. Mm. Now with Bitcoin, uh, we do know that there are scams out there. Before we started our interview, uh, we were talking about the kinds of ways people could be conned online. So what are the kinds of things that people need to know in order to not fall prey uh, to scammers? Uh, pretty much anything that's saying, hey, give me your money, I'll invest into Bitcoin for you and you'll get rich. Whether, you know, someone's saying they're just going to invest your money, someone's saying they're going to invest it in mining, someone's saying, hey, just start day trading Bitcoin. Stay away from all of that. If you want to make money with Bitcoin, there's another way. Like, you don't have to just buy and hold it. You can invest your money in real estate, I would recommend, over Bitcoin. It's a far safer investment. It's good to to be skeptical that's what keeps us alive especially in Africa where you know people are constantly being preyed upon if you want to see what Bitcoin is actually good for you can go to Paxful and you can see like go to this click on sell Bitcoin and you'll see what you can actually do with the Bitcoin once that you have it you can turn it into Alipay into PayPal you can turn it into cash in a bank account anywhere in the world and look at the prices so if you can get Bitcoin cheaply, like for maybe two or three percent, you can sell it somewhere like Rwanda or Zambia for plus 15 percent. Now you're looking at a business that you can start. And if you're entrepreneurially minded, that is what you should do. You know, there's no get rich quick. You're getting, building a business is difficult. You're going to have to invest your time, learn how to use it, take some losses and lumps in the beginning. But once you figure it out, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Now. You're at AFRICOM 2019 this year. How are you communicating the idea of Bitcoin and Paxful V? And what are some of the frequently asked questions that you're getting from South Africans and around cryptocurrency? Yeah, South Africa is an interesting market. Um, 
The people in South Africa, they, they mostly want to buy it to hold it or invest it in like, you know, day trade it basically. They're, they're really kind of, uh, some are long-term investing, but the rest are kind of speculating with it, right? And that's not really our use case because we don't really focus on speculation, we focus more on utility. But what we're seeing here now in South Africa is that, you know, a lot of people are figuring out. We were here six months ago and we spoke at four universities here in South Africa and it was awesome. The reception we got was amazing. And now we're starting to see the fruits of that happening where all these amazing uh, young entrepreneurs have figured, self, uh, figured things out. I'll give you one example. Uh, so one South African uh, Paxful user built his own version of Western Union on top of Paxful. He found a problem like any great entrepreneur and said, okay, I'm going to fix this problem. So he found all these migrant workers that are here in South Africa that can't get bank accounts because of the banking requirements and they get paid in cash. How do they send money back home to their mother in Zambia or Lagos, right? They would go to Western Union and they would pay 15%. It would, you know, their mother would have to wait on a long line for six hours. It was a pain in the butt. So he told them, hey, I'll charge you half as much. Just put your South African rand as cash into my South African bank account. And I promise you, your mother will get the money the same day or the next day straight to her bank account. And they're like, okay. So they tried it because they trusted him. They put the money in there. What he did was he took that cash, sold it, uh, and bought bitcoins with it essentially, uh, cheaply, and uh, for like three or four, anywhere from five to six. It's expensive to get bitcoin in South Africa, so he, but he unpacked it. You can buy it even cheaper, so he got it for two to three percent instead of six percent on exchanges like Luna. Then he took that bitcoin, he sold it to someone in Zambia or Nigeria, and said, "Hey, you want my bitcoin? You'll pay me an additional three percent over market." And they were very cool with that because it's hard to get bitcoin in Zambia or Nigeria. And then. He told them, send the money to this guy's mother's bank account. They did it. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, my mother got the money. He's like, okay. He releases the money to the other guy. Everyone wins. He built his own version of Western Union on Paxful, charging them half as much and doing it the same day straight to their mother's bank accounts over in those countries. Everyone wins. And he makes a good profit. He, I think he said he makes anywhere from 8 to 12% profit wow. doing that. So and, and there was the other young lady. She's building a normal version of PayPal on top of Paxful. And she's even running a, a bot with our API to automate the whole process. So she's probably going to be very wealthy soon. It's just amazing what, what people, especially young people, will come up with once you explain things to them in a way that shows them that it's a real opportunity. Now, Ray, I want to take a moment to talk about uh, the charity that you initiated, hashtag Built with uh, Bitcoin. Tell us more about it. Yeah, so Built with Bitcoin is um, our killer app for the magical seventh use case of cryptocurrency, which is social good. Uh, let me just backtrack a little bit and say, you know, first, you know, the first use case of Bitcoin was the gray markets, you know, like the Silk Road, the gambling and stuff, all the haram stuff, right? Every technology is like that all starts in the, in the haram area, right? Then it moves over to speculation and that's where we're at right now. But there's five other use cases. There's payments, there's remittance, wealth preservation, and e-commerce. And the seventh one is social good. So my mission is to build 100 schools across Africa and the emerging world. We've already started. We built two schools in Rwanda and Bugusera village where the genocide started 20 years ago. And it's not just a school or two schools. It's 
six water wells, water storage, water filtration, three big school buildings. Uh, it's solar power. It's a clinic. It's a garden. And we gave the children uh, a year's worth of free health insurance. We educated the teachers, got them uniforms, school uh, books, you know, uniforms, all, everything, right? So it's a little campus that we built. We're going to build another two schools in Kenya. We found the poorest village uh, in Kenya outside of Nairobi. And we're building two schools there. And probably Nigeria will be after that. So we're well on our way to doing it. And the beautiful thing about these schools is that they were truly built with Bitcoin. So for the first two schools, we went to Rwanda. And of course, you know, you're not going to pay the guy who's laying bricks with uh, Bitcoin. There's one Bitcoin in Rwanda. You can't use it. So we, we basically went to Rwanda with all like a quarter million dollars worth of Bitcoin or like 200,000 US dollars worth of Bitcoin. And we found the community over there and said, hey, you guys want this Bitcoin? Can you buy all this? And I'm like, yeah, we'll take it. And they wanted the Bitcoin very badly because Bitcoin is scarce here in Africa, even in South Africa, right? There's a shortage of the Bitcoin, right? So they were very happy to give us over market price for that. So we built a, two, a quarter million dollar campus for 200,000 US dollars worth of Bitcoin. And we, we sold it to them. They gave us Rwandan francs in cash, which we used to pay all of uh, the workers, you know, and the, the whole project was run by Yusuf Nasri of Zamzam Water, who's an amazing guy. And Zamzam Water is an absolutely amazing organization. They build orphanages uh, and schools around the world in Afghanistan, Africa, and Gaza. So you guys should check them out. They've been amazing partners for us, and they're also helping us build a school in Kenya. Ray, if uh, anyone wants to get onto the Paxful platform to learn more or to make use of the platform to trade Bitcoin, how can they go about doing it? Uh, well, they we can go to Paxful.com or download our app. Our app is very successful right now. We're very proud of it. And you can also find me personally on social media. I'm Ray, R-A-Y, Paxful, uh, on Twitter, on Instagram. You can also email me at rayapaxful.com. I'm also Ray Paxful on Telegram, so you can find me pretty much uh, anywhere. Start a conversation with me. I'd love to talk to you. And, you know, just to close, I really want to, uh, I just want everyone to understand, especially the Muslims, that, you know, I started this journey the same way as everyone else. I didn't have all the answers. I still don't have all the, I barely have any answers, but I do know that we're living in, in dark times. You know, um, I am a Muslim, alhamdulillah. The last prophet said that, Hadith. I can't talk about its authenticity, but it makes a lot of sense. He said that there's 70 levels of riba, seven zero, 70 levels of riba. And the lowest, the smallest level of riba was equal to zinna with one's own mother. And the, uh, there's another hadith where he says that there will come a time in human history where even if you don't directly partake in riba, the dust of riba will be upon everyone. If you combine those two hadiths together, it makes you understand the world that we're living in. You know, Bitcoin is one of the few places that you can go that is salvation from this. I mean, you could buy gold coins and store it, great, but you can't use that every day. With Bitcoin, it makes every other form of money in the world a liquid asset that you can use right now. And if you're entrepreneurially minded, that is a source of great wealth there. Or if you're just someone that wants to use it to solve their problems, like me paying my bills in Europe or my PayPal bills or going to China and paying an Alipay bill, whatever it might be, look into it as a means of exchange, not as a means of investment. Ray Yusuf, uh, CEO and co-founder of Paxful and founder of Built with 
Bitcoin, uh, talking about cryptocurrencies, talking about Bitcoin. If you want to find out more, you can download the Paxful app to your smartphone or visit the Paxful website, or you can follow him on any of his social media platforms. Ray, shukran so much for joining us and enjoy the rest of your stay in Cape Town. Absolutely. Let's keep it halal, everyone. Keep it halal. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullah. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.